0: Bernard Tobin here at the Ontario Certified Crop Advisors Convention. I'm in London, Ontario today. And uh, it is the 20th. Convention, And I'm sitting here with Susan Fitzgerald. She's the outgoing um, executive director, and I believe she has been at every one of these. Um, Susan, thanks for stopping by.
1: Thanks, Bernard, and thanks for being at our conference. Yes, I have been at every one of these. In fact, I've been involved with the CCA program since it first came to Ontario in 1996. So that's quite a long time. And as you mentioned, I've stepped down officially as the executive director of the Ontario CCA program as of the end of December.
0: Now, um, obviously, your company is going to stay involved uh, with organizing this, um, but I, and uh, we'll see you around. But I want to talk about um, this organization and this conference and how it's changed. Um, um, how has it grown over the years, Susan? You mentioned there was no one here um, not so long ago.
1: Well, that's right. So in in 1996, that's when the CCA program first came to Ontario, and we had no CCAs at that time. No, I shouldn't say that. We had a couple of individuals who had been certified in Michigan because the Certified Crop Advisor program was present there, but we didn't have any Ontario-certified CCAs. So the program... We had to start basically from nothing and then grow and now today we have 675 active CCAs in Ontario and we saw a large a very rapid growth actually uptake in Ontario from those early years. Now I became um, executive director in 2000 so from 1996 to 2000 Tom Sawyer was the first executive director and then I took over from Tom in 2000 until the end of 2022 so in 22 years I was in that position.
0: So we had no CCAs. We have six hundred and seventy-four now. Um, talk about, I guess, the role, the responsibility, and the importance of CCAs, and as that it's grown over that time.
1: Right. So, some of the differences we've seen, um, we've also added a couple of specialties to that. So, you could be a certified crop advisor with a 4R specialty or a resistance management specialty. So, that was a change. Um, The recognition of the designation, I think, as well in the broader community. So, by, by growers themselves, by associations, by governments per se, understanding what that CSA designation meant and what people had to go through to get that. And then I think, too, what we've seen over those years, we used to, years ago, prior to the uh, mid-1990s, have a very strong extension service. And we do still have that um, within the Ontario Ministry of Agriculture, Food and Rural Affairs in Ontario. But certainly not to the extent that we saw prior to that, you know, in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And I think the agronomists have now... filled that that role to some extent. And then they utilize the government extension people as as their resources as well. And so having someone who uh, can demonstrate that they've gone through that process of getting their their CCA designation, you, that, that was always to sort of set a standard or a benchmark for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Now You've always pushed forward. I mean, I know the, uh, the, uh, the testing procedures and processes changed over the years. We've got the 4R designation. We've got the resistance management designation. Um, is it a, a, a constant change and push forward for improvement?
1: Oh, I think it is in any association, right? With any association that's voluntary, you you have to consistently be showing value to the members. Why do they want to belong to this association? Why do they want to go through that process of of getting their, their designation, writing the exams and getting their continuing education? And so change, change is part of that. Always looking to see where we can improve. You mentioned changing uh, the exam. So when I first got involved, everyone got together uh, on the same day. It was the first Friday of February. didn't matter where you were in North America. You showed up at your local site and you wrote your exam, paper, paper and uh, pencil. Now it's online and now it's on demand. So you can sign up and when you are ready to write that exam, you can take that exam. The same with continuing education. You know, we we talked about with COVID, how that changed the dynamics of attending meetings from being all in person. Now we have choices. Mm-hmm. And so for the, for the program itself, though, going forward, I think we have a, a couple of things to look at. And our board just went through a review and a renewal of their strategic plan. And so they're looking at reaching out to potential new CCs or, or uh, people before they've made that decision of what career they're going to go into and just raising awareness about agronomy in general, and then, you know, about the Certified Crop Advisor uh, designation as sort of a, a part of that. So I think it's reaching out to younger people to tell them what the industry is all about and hopefully encourage them to look at it for a career. So I think that's part of it. It's, in, it's enticing new people into the industry and then adding value to those who are already here.
0: Yeah, and I, I want to mention, uh, I guess, when I look around the room at a CCA conference these days, I've already seen a lot of change. I've seen I see a lot of young faces, and I see a lot of women.
1: Yes. And that's a change. If you think back to the mid 1990s, it was primarily male, male dominated. And there was a few females, you could probably have named them at that time. And so yes, and I was looking around the room today as well, to see, you know, that dynamic. And so we are reflecting more of the general population. I was really pleased to see a lot of young people. In the room, because that that shows you the um, the future or the longevity of, of our industry and also of, of the CCA program itself. So I think that's great to see.
0: You talked about your your strategic plan, Aaron Breimer taking over as the chair. Now, um, you know, one of the I guess let's, let's let's see, let's talk about what are the challenges for CCAs as we go forward. I mean, um, you know, uh, on your your um, agenda today, conversations about climate change. You talk, uh, you know conversations about precision agriculture and providing value and information and data to farmers you know are those uh, just a couple of things at the top of the list
1: oh for sure and i thought it was really interesting we we heard a presentation about climate change and what sort of are the implications well we heard about we're probably going to have uh, more precipitation generally warmer weather. We're not going to ex- ex- see, you know, the, the extreme droughts that, that some other places, but that's still going to mean that we're going to have differences, I would say, with with pest challenges, you know. So that's going to be uh, a new challenge for our CCAs. What kind of um, insects, diseases might we have that we didn't experience before and how are we going to deal with that? Um, perhaps our, our growing season, we've already seen it get a bit longer, So so that's a challenge as well. Um, And so looking at at those dynamics uh, coming along in in that aspect of it, what what is our environment doing that that we then have to respond to? But I think another part, uh, separate from the environment, it's, um, what I say, public trust, public awareness, public acceptance, I guess, and and we've seen that, that. um, in some cases you have to almost justify your agricultural practices that you're doing. So I think there might be a bit more challenge especially you know, in southwestern Ontario we have a large urban population as well and they, they question a lot of what they're seeing and they don't understand why why certain things are being done. So that might be another another part of it I think and more so in the future than we've
0: seen so far. Final question for you. I think Jeff uh, Jakes mentioned there was 22 maybe uh, people who've passed the exam or written, wrote their exam this year your numbers are increasing. I mean, we're up at six seventy four. Talk about, I guess, the demand from agribusiness, the demand from farmers, the the demand from agriculture for the CCA and the future.
1: Well, certainly, there's lots of uh, positions that could be filled. I mean, agriculture is no different than any other sector. You know, looking for uh, more employees and and within um, within crop inputs for sure, looking for people that can fill those uh, agronomy roles. And there's still very strong support from the companies, the employers themselves, when they retain someone to fill that role of agronomist for them to achieve their CSA designation. If they don't have it initially, just a willingness to uh, commit to trying to achieve that over a certain period of time. So certainly there's lots of opportunities for people to, to come into the industry and find jobs. There are jobs out there. And then once they're employed, I think they will find strong support from their employer to uh, achieve that designation.
0: Well, Susan, on behalf of all the CCAs in the room, I want to say thank you for all the work you've done over the years. You've been gracious in your time and talking with me and inviting me to the meetings. And I know we will see you uh, in, the, in the days and years ahead.
1: Oh, for sure. I'm not totally leaving agriculture, at least not right away. Uh, but just sort of looking, you know, a little forward thinking and uh, getting ready to transition into retirement in a few years.
0: Great stuff. We'll see you soon.
1: Great. Thanks, Fred.